0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Humble and Hungry Podcast with DaVenture Jordan. My name is Brandon, hosting as always. And uh, DaVenture, we're back with another athlete story, another one of your uh NBA pre draft class athletes. Here, what are, we, what are we getting into?
1: We're talking to Buddy Buckets today. The, I, I, mean, I remember watching him shoot in the gym, he has one of the purest shots I've ever seen besides mine, but his is, <laughs> his is, his is he's probably second, you know, to my shot, but. It's it's really 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 really
2: good. I appreciate that, man. But <laughs> if I if I'm second to you, then I'm probably in the millions shooting wise. Because exactly. if I'm behind you, that's bad. Exactly. It's just that we can't
1: shoot beyond that NBA three point line. That that thing is pretty far, pretty far away.
0: <laughs> gotcha. So so, Buddy Bucks is really Buddy Beheim. Yes. Uh, the the uh, the Beheim basketball family. So we'll get into that, buddy. We've also got Deontay. and Deontay are bringing you in. It sounds like you two. Uh, had had a little bit of fun in New York City. Yeah, yeah, Some definitely. Some shenanigans
3: did. all the time. And from the from day one, I remember tapping those guys out since I got in there. No equipment. They look like, they looked at me like I was crazy from from the first day. So, and I'm gonna kind of like you know to kick it off. I want Deontay to kind of do this
1: one. I'm gonna kind of chime in here and there just because he spent a lot more time with the guys
0: for pre-draft than I did. So, wow, so nice vacation you took. But anyways, buddy, what's going on, man? How you
2: doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. Everything's going well. I was in Detroit for two weeks a couple weeks ago, went to L.A. with the team. So I'm with the Pistons now, signed a two-way recently after the draft and finished up summer league. That went well. It was a great experience being out there, being around the guys, and then just been home for the last two weeks going to Syracuse, obviously. Uh, have a great relationship there, playing there. My dad's still coaching there. Year 50 or whatever it is, still <laughs> still doing it. But just just going in every morning, getting workouts in, and then watching them practice. Pretty weird, being a graduate, being an old guy now. But feel uh, a little bit like like Deventry now.
1: Are you glad? <laughs> are you glad that you didn't go back and exercise that last year?
2: Yeah, I really thought about it. Um, yeah. I think now looking back on it, it all worked out great. And uh, just seeing we're, they have such a young team, now, I feel like I would be like a, a grandpa on the team, a fifth-year guy, and there's so many freshmen now. But right. I right. think it all worked out how it should have. I told them if they needed me to come back, I would, because Syracuse basketball has been my life since I was three, four years old. So whatever happened, happened, but it's all worked out. And, you know, I'm excited now for to be a Piston.
1: So – How's the coaching perspective from your dad now? Now, you're not on the on the same team. You're a professional athlete. So, like, right. is it still the same intensity or is it kind of like he's kind of being dad right now or is he still, like, trying to tell you what to do?
2: Yeah, you know, after, after the season, we met um, in his office, talked for, like, two hours, just about <laughs> – my career, everything, uh, what a journey it's been. And I kind of looked at them and said, you know, yeah, it was a great four years. I've loved playing for you, but now you're just my dad. You're not my coach. I don't care if I have a bad game or you have to tell me something. I just want you to be my dad and, and have that relationship. I don't need any more advice anything like that. And I just said, thanks for everything. Best coach I'll ever have obviously, but now I want it to be strictly father, son, but after some league really games, you would still, you know, talk to me like he was my coach and things like that give me some pointers and i would just kind of be like all right like
0: all right, i'm good i don't you, you don't need to do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> so like me and Deontay. <laughs> yeah what point what point do you have to cut him off Deontay?
3: uh around the same time i think it was more kind of like Senior year of high school and and so forth just, on. We just had we had that talk. Did you just settle
0: like, it with like a game of like horse or something.
3: No, he he can't shoot like that. So <laughs> well, that makes <laughs> it easy.
0: Uh, so Deontay hitting the gym. So actually, yeah, you kicked off NBA pre draft for Game Face out there. Uh, just the twinkle in your eye. We sent you off to the Big Apple, uh, and uh, you had to quickly earn kind of the respect of a lot of these guys. What was it like when you got there, and and kind of what were your first impressions of, of Buddy?
3: I mean, everybody was, you know, welcoming. Um, that was probably the most surprising thing from being in New York because, you know, you hear everyone is, you know, a-holes and, you know, just super mean. You walk down the street and they're going to look at you sideways. But, you no, know, as soon as I got into the Sky Club um, and met everybody um, from Ron to Tyson, uh, Buddy and Jimmy, everybody was super, super welcoming. I remember the first time I actually saw you and Jimmy you guys were standing over uh, in a corner in the weight room and I was walking toward you guys and I looked at my dad and I was like, are those the Bayon brothers? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> I think so. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. Cause it's, you know, it was one of those, it was one of those moments of, you know, watching your dad coach for years and then seeing you guys eventually play, um, against some of my teammates and close friends. And, you know, it was definitely a, definitely a really cool moment. But, um, as far as that, I feel like I didn't really have to earn my respect. Um, I feel like it was a mutual transaction right away. Um, they knew what we were about from day one. We set the tone, set the environment, and everyone followed suit.
0: Buddy, do you, do you agree? What was it like seeing Deontay? Uh, were you like, man, he's kind of short? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, nah, we would were, we were mess with him because he was just dumb, strong, stupid, athletic, and doing great. Like, he was all the all the drills and like, he earned our respect right away because we're like, we can't do any of this stuff. He's doing, like, crazy pull-ups and all of that. Le- could do anything in the weight room. So we were like, like goodness, like, kind of laughing a little at, at times because we would do- have him do crazy stuff. But, uh, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing I thought right away is how mature he was. I thought Deontay was probably 27, 28, and then he told me, I think, what, 23? Yeah. Yeah yeah he told and us and a half us, you know, and a half right three and a half and we were like <laughs> i was like wow he's a year older than me just like you know he's he's got everything in order it seems like he knows what he's doing he's he's focused and you know he knows the good thing about uh him and daventry is they know when to joke around and have fun and you know they balance that with also all right we got to get this done today let's get a good day and then we'll joke after have our fun or if it's a recovery day ha- have our laughs and good moments but the, the chemistry was there. It was, it was really fun. And, you know, if DaVentry wasn't there one day, Deontay ran it and went as smooth as, as any other day. So it was great. And it was it was cool having Deontay around just talking. And, and you know, we have a lot more in common than DaVentry's old ass over there. <laughs> I ain't that old, but I can demonstrate, <laughs> though. Uh, DaVentry's got it. In, he's got it together, too. Deventry's he's hip. He's hip for sure. You know, yeah. I learned. I learned a lot more
1: music. I learned a lot of new yeah. stuff. Bet you yeah. did. Yeah,
2: that was probably the biggest thing. <laughs>
3: stuff. And my well, jump shots gotten better. Yeah, no, for buddy. sure. Buddy, for it sure. has not. Don't let him lie. It hasn't. We went to the gym. It's we're still working on it. I airballed about twenty <laughs> shots, buddy. It was bad. I'm sure I did. Arms, step but,
1: three. We're just trying yeah. to get
2: you ready for the men's league. I need. That's 10, what I'm saying. 10. That's what
1: I'm, I'm talking about in the off season, buddy. We gotta, you know. He did a layup. Got to be my shooting coach. He did a uh, layup. I got you. I got it was, you. It was, it was small.
0: All right. Well, obviously, the Bayheim uh, family name is very synonymous with basketball at all levels. Uh, Deontay, you, I'm sure you grew up watching Syracuse matches, knowing about the Bayheim family. Like you said, you were kind of, like, shocked a little bit when you are like, the Bayheim brothers? So I guess, like, what do you want to ask uh, Buddy about kind of, like, growing up in that family? You know, obviously a spotlight on them, you know? Probably had more than just the basketball hoop in the backyard like the average kid. <laughs> I mean, do you, what, what were your kind of thoughts or what do you want to ask Buddy about?
3: Yeah, so um, Buddy and I and Jimmy, we've had these conversations uh, already. So Buddy, just kind of like reiterate um, what I asked in terms of, you know, what was it like growing up in that, in that high level environment for basketball and where did like your love actually start to grow versus you just being thrown into the environment? Like at what age and point did I kind of hit when you were like, I love the sport, I love this team, love the community?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, my first love before I got into playing and loving basketball myself was just Syracuse basketball. I mean, I remember when I was four or five years old and I, we had DVDs um, in my, my parents' room and I would pull out three or four and it was, it was a different game from, you know, four years ago, three years ago that season, I'd pull it out. I'd watch three a day and, you know, at four years old, I could tell you what happened in each game and who did what, how many points this player had or that player. I'd watch the national championship game probably five times a month or so, just pull it out and watch every every highlight and go through every play. And then when I first started to go to games when I was six, five, six years old and really took it in and remembered them and I got to be a ball boy. I got to bring a friend in and, Mop up the court during timeouts, and you know, talk to the referees. Maybe say, "Hey, give us a couple more calls or something." Uh, stuff like that. So I think that's when I really fell in love with Syracuse basketball. I mean, I would cry after games when we lost. I would wait for my dad to get home and stay up and say, "Why, why couldn't we win this game?" Like, I'd be like, "Why can't you coach at a, a better team? A better team sometimes to just get on him?" And he would yell at me right away. But that's just how I was. And then. When I started playing myself, I really got into it and just loved being around the, the players at SU and looked up to them and wanted to be like them one day. So that really motivated me, having a big brother that would never let me win in anything and would always mm-hmm. beat me up and, and never <laughs> let me so I So I would stay in the gym for an extra hour and say, one day I'm going to beat him. And that was my motivation for a long time. And then just getting better over time, I realized, all right, I want to try to do something with this and ultimately play at Syracuse.
1: Did you feel a lot of pressure growing up, um, yeah. knowing the level that your dad was already at?
2: Yeah, actually, a lot. That was one of the biggest things I think that was that was a struggle for me was, uh, you know, growing up, I was probably in fifth, sixth grade, and I wasn't very good Yeah, I wasn't athletic. I couldn't shoot like I can now. So, you know, I came off the bench on my travel team. We had some very good players, but I was, you know – everyone expected me to be great and we had our last names on our back of our jerseys and I I hated that because everyone saw it and you know everyone was like oh coach Beheim's son is on this team he's got to be the best player he's got to be unbelievable you know having his dad be a coach and I just I wasn't that good yet so I would you know try to hide it or wear a shirt and warm-ups or whatever over it and I tell my dad sometimes like hey like can you not come today? I don't want you to get mobbed with kids and then ask which one I was. And I'm on the bench, not really playing or just wasn't that good yet. So that was really tough. I mean, anywhere we went in public or he had his basketball camp every summer with 500 kids and everyone would come up to me, ask me questions and expect me to be a great player. And they would tell me, oh, you're not very good and stuff like that. And probably because they're jealous or whatever. And I'm like, all right, like, whatever. But uh I think over time, I really, really handled it well and just said, all right, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. And, and one day I'll all pay off. That's what my dad told me. He didn't have to tell me anything crazy. But I think over time, I just got a lot better with better with dealing with that. And that was probably the hardest thing, though, growing up.
3: So get- quick segue. No, that's, that's a perfect segue for my next question. At what age or like what defining point in your life can you pinpoint when you like turned into buddy buckets like when did that click mentally like when when did that just happen we just snapped and just went off
2: yeah I would say everything changed for me uh my junior year of high school so I played uh varsity my sophomore year played with my brother that year and averaged probably nine or ten points a game had a ways to go and then uh, I remember after sophomore year um, playing AAU again, I wasn't playing much. Played with the Albany City Rocks, uh, EYBL circuit with the best players in the country. And I just, you know, I was coming off the bench, stuff like this. And, you know, when, after one of the games, I went up to my dad and I was, you know, tears were coming down a little. I was just frustrated. I wanted to get out there. And I just said, you know, next year they're going to have no no choice but to play me. I'm going to do everything I can to get to that point. And, you know, that next fall, that next uh, summer after that, I was working out at 536 every morning I was getting up I was going to the practice facility working out with the the players then Tyus Battle Frank Howard some great players and was just getting better from being around them Then that that high school season I got player of the year average about 27 a game and then that that summer on uh, playing with the City Rocks I earned a starting spot I was shooting the ball extremely well I went to Peach Jam which is the best AU tournament in the country and Uh, average about 13 a game and shot 50% from three and Hmm. that's where Roy Williams was going up to my dad after games and saying you know you got to offer him you got to give him a spot he he can play and that was that was pretty awesome just different coaches coming up to us I'd always go and talk to my dad after a game they'd all come up to him and be like you know he's going to be pretty good one day so that's kind of when I was like all right you know all that work is starting to pay off and uh, I really wouldn't want it any other way I love working for to get to where i'm at and you know if you know me you know how much work i've put in to get here and not nothing was given to me do
0: do you feel like you got targeted in high school and it was like harder for you because like maybe they would like one-on-one guard you like super tight the whole time like did you kind of have to like you know adapt your game and find a way to succeed you know because you know at, at a lot of times like you had you had the training facilities you had the the film reviews stuff whatever to like get there but at the end of the day like that person would walk out there on that court and be like as long as he just gets zero points that's the only thing I do they're like don't worry about help defense don't worry about scoring any points you got buddy and that was yeah. like your 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 challenge every game
2: yeah even like when I was growing up just like kids would want to be like oh yeah I locked up Jim beheim's son like that was that was their thing like they would tell everyone like I had kids like that even went against Jimmy that tell me five years later, like, Oh yeah, we played against your brother. Like I had 20 on him and I'm like, all right. Like he was in fifth grade too. And wasn't very good then either. Like sure. Now it'd be a little different, but that's just always how it was. And then obviously as I've gone, as I got better and was the best player on my high school team, you know guys would want to stop me just for that reason alone and then on top of it being who I was and seeing my dad at the game that just got the other team even more excited to play us and they wanted to win no matter what try to win in front of coach Beheim, go up to him after the game and talk to him you know be like you know what what tips you have for me stuff like that and try to look good for him so they just they were motivated by that and then on top of that, trying to stop his kid and, and try to beat him in any way possible. So it definitely helped me just seeing double teams, seeing guys that just wouldn't leave me no matter what. And uh, I think that helped me. And it, it was it was funny at times just realizing, like, like, come on, man, like, what are we doing here? But it, it also made me want to go at them even more. So I would I would let them know if, if I had a good day against them. And, you know, most of the time it, it still wouldn't work for them.
3: Y'all heard that right? Go at him even more. Have y'all seen his like his college highlights? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. takes he, some tough shots. Yeah, he's a dog. So like, what when like when does that click? I want to know that as a basketball yeah, player. Like,
0: it's when, when did you lose all respect? Yeah, for like what goes
3: to your head? Like I've seen you like double pump, fade away from dang near the volleyball line and hit shots. <laughs> <laughs> like you're yeah. talking down the court.
2: Yeah, that actually that took a little too because you know high school I had I got to that level where I was was that guy and I was talking and getting and you know just felt like I could go against anyone and then college it's just another step it's just another speed of the the speed of the game the guys the athletes it's it's another level level so I realized you know early in my freshman year I was really struggling uh couldn't you know couldn't get up and down wasn't shooting it that well which is what I was there to do the pressure was more than ever with who I was and you know playing for my dad's team in Syracuse one of the best basketball college basketball programs Um, so I struggled early on and then every day after practice I'd spend an hour I'd shoot for 30 minutes I'd get on the treadmill I'd lift after and just do extra stuff I'd be the last one there and you know that end of the season I I ended up shooting 40 percent in the ACC average about eight nine points as a freshman and 20 minutes and, you know, really got going. I'd talk a little during the game if I got going and and kind of little things where my teammates would be like, like, buddy, is that you? Like, what are you doing? Like, like, I've never heard you talk or anything. And I'd be like, like starting to get that confidence. And then sophomore year was another step. I, you know, ended up averaging about 15 and just had some big games there where I would get going and, you know, kind of talk or yell at the crowd, just something like that. And then really my junior year is when it all kind of, change and everything just took over and I realized you know I can be one of the best players in the country and went on that run at the end of the season where I probably averaged about 25 28 and five games six game stretch and really just helped us get to the sweet 16 and and Put us in a good position to win those games, and you know I owe my teammates a lot for that. But I also put in a lot of work over that those years, and just realize you know that's sometimes you just gotta let it let it go and let it loose, and just get your team going. If you talk a little and get allows your guys to get more comfortable and and just have more fun out there. So I really turned more into a talker these last couple years and this year you know I definitely let let the defenders know a lot of these guys I've played against uh, more than one or two times so you know I, I would definitely go back and forth with them and it's part of the game it's fun and after the game we're all cool but on the court I'm going to try to like, go at you every possession.
1: You know the one thing I respect is two things as a father talking with your father um, and I told him that I commend him as a father because you and your brother, you guys don't cheat the process. And mm. you guys are really good about paying attention to detail and wanting to get movements right. Because we were doing movements during pre-draft that you guys probably weren't used to doing, but you didn't cheat. And I, and, and I, what I would do is I would stand away from you guys on purpose just to see. And, like, you were so hard on yourself. Even when you were doing your skill sessions and you would miss a shot, You were like, let me get that back again. Let me get that back again. And, like, you were mentally just self-correct yourself. You know, that's one thing about you watching you that I really just love because you're so particular about the details.
2: Yeah, for sure. I've always been like that. I think just, you know, I've always needed to be a little more skilled than the next guy or just have better footwork than the other guy just because i'm you know i need to make up for my lack of speed in some areas like lack, lack of athleticism growing especially growing up so that's really what keyed me in high school and then just Realizing those things carried me on. I'm trying to be one of the best shooters in the world, and you have to have great footwork, little things, be able to be quick into your spots, stuff like that. So that's something I've always keyed myself on, and I've just always been hard on myself. It's just how I am. I'm going to be my biggest critic, and you know, I think just never being satisfied is huge for me and always getting better because I know those little things, little details are going to be huge in the long
0: run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So off the court, Deontay, what's Buddy like? most drip he grabs the ox cord i, I mean, no I mean where, where's he at <laughs> i know that's tyson all day i
3: was gonna say Go i wrong. mean tyson definitely around, like yeah, for sure. he show up to an 8am workout with a full designer fit on and everybody's just like we just got out of bed but yeah buddy don't need no stylist i'll say that but he he's My good God. he comes in with it um I, I remember we went to what was that? Uh, Stadium Goods. Yeah. Stadium, Stadium Goods. We went to Stadium Goods like one of the second or third weeks in there, and he had he has some good taste. So, buddy, buddy, he's good. Uh, he's not the one to typically hop on ox. If he does, it's it's pretty solid. I'll give it to him. He got a got a pretty solid playlist. Drake, oh. Drake,
2: little baby.
3: Yeah, Drake and Lil baby. You can't go wrong. Oh, low country too. Low country music. You know. We yeah, low, low country. country. Low Let's country.
2: country. Some uh, some. Like a little singing music here and
3: there. But yeah, no. Buddy's exactly, I mean, how he is right now. It's exactly how he is off the court. Yeah, but it's funny, but when
2: he's playing, he changes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, right. it's a switch, yeah. Encore, huge, huge, yeah. huge switch. You
3: would never see, like, you talk to him, you know, nicest, most humble guy you'll ever meet. Um, you know, and he's a conversationalist. He'll hold a conversation and be able to remember what you said and then reiterate, but then you get him on the court and he's just like, I was like, dang, I'm like what happened? It's
0: like where buddy go? <laughs> do you have a Do you have a favorite matchup where you just ran a defender into the ground where like you he just couldn't touch you and you just had a fun day out talking?
2: Oh man, there's been a couple of those for sure. Um, <laughs> that's a actually yeah probably probably the last two years um, against Virginia, they they put the same guy on me and uh, my junior year I had 31. And just, you know, I don't I missed probably three, four shots and just you know, it was a smaller defender, which is what I like. You know, if they some teams will try to throw different different guys on me and I like, you know, six three guy that I've that I've height over and all I need to do is you know, get to my pull up and, and shoot over them. So that's what I look for. And then, you know, this last year I had 27 and they have to switch switch him off me a couple of times and put a bigger guy on me. And, you know, that's when I really, really get going when they, they try to switch. And I'll, you know, ask him why, why he's not guarding me anymore, stuff like that. So just little <laughs> mind mind games. And then I gave one of my good friends that I played high school with at Wake Forest this year, I gave him uh, 31, I think. And he, I gave him. Great. <laughs> that was one. That, that was one of my better games. Giannis was there, and it was it a good respectful. win. But you know, it's it's all it's all fun and games. But you know, I, I'm definitely gonna remember that. And when I see him again, I'll remind him of it. But he'll have his reasons for why why I did that. But it's it's good memories. And you know, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss being out there playing at Syracuse.
1: Mm, how did you? and your – So you and your brother on the same team. Did you guys play off each other's emotions a lot, or push each other a lot, or you guys were kind of just regular teammates
2: yeah I think no I think I pushed him probably more than I pushed any of my other teammates just if you would want to get back or you want to you know make make a good the right play little things like that I would you know get on him or it was even in pickup if you want to you know make a hustle play that probably most guys want not play in pickup I just you know get on because we were always on the same team and just getting building that chemistry together playing again but
1: mm-hmm.
2: Same with him, he would get on me in different situations, but he kind of knew I, I was a I was a veteran there. I've been playing for three years already, so I was just kind of getting him ready, setting the tone because ACC is a different level, and I knew he would be fine. And he had a great year, but uh, you just gotta for that the off season, the summer is the most important time. So we really pushed each other then and once the season came, we were just giving each other confidence, keeping, building each other up because, you know, it's not easy playing, playing at Syracuse in our position with our dad. So there's pressure there and you just have to have each other's back because after losses, fans are going to turn against you and it's only going to feel like you have each other. So that's when you have to come together most. And I think we grew more than ever this last year. We lived together lived together in the city and it was just an amazing experience so nice. you know that's my guy now and we're we're as close as ever
3: so buddy um you know we've talked a lot about basketball i want to go back to pre draft so what was your so what was your favorite part about the whole experience i mean that was a long grind and yeah, it was. everything just i felt like versus nfl combine you know how it's a little bit you know right. of a longer period over time um, pre draft was quick like but it was month after month after month something new um so what was your favorite part about that process um from the workouts to you know the um you know talking to teams um you know your team workouts all that like what was what was your favorite part about that process or what was the most draining
2: man pre-draft honestly was was awesome for me it was like a a breath of fresh air I mean just being at Syracuse these last four years it was amazing and I loved it one trade for anything but You know, I was kind of getting ready towards the end for for a change and for, you know, what's next and and get into the next place and just being in the city. I mean, uh, I've always been a guy that's loved to work and that's what it was. It was it was a grind. It was probably three of the hardest months of training in my life. But I mean, I loved it. It was was really fun. And I think just a normal day was probably my best, my favorite part. Just getting up at seven, getting on the court, working out with Alex and Derek and Lamb and then getting a, a, uh, you know, speed, agility work with you guys after eating breakfast together, playing a game of pool or two, hanging out, eating lunch, and then getting back in the weight room and getting on the court after that, getting done at four and just kind of kicking my feet up. And, you know, being on the 64th floor in New York City was not bad, had a pretty good view there. being with my brother, being with, you know, Ron Tyson, Justin, just well, all these those guys are, are guys that I'm going to be coached with for for the rest of my life. I know you guys are always going to be there mm-hmm. for me, and we're always going to you know hopefully get some more work in down the road. But so I hopefully think, we will be. We Not will. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will. <laughs> we, we, will. We, we
1: got a lot more work to do. He's second guessing we after got, those yeah, three months, better. man. That's, that's we we did a lot.
2: <laughs> season one,
3: dude. But, you um,
1: know it, we had a great group of guys, man. That, I mean, like, yeah. And I've been doing this for a long time. We had a great. Group of guys and everybody pushed each other. Nobody yeah. argued, nobody fought. Everybody wanted wow. to get better, and everybody like even at the pro day. And I, I was talking to Tyson about his, his pro day yesterday. Like you guys like balled out, and all the scouts and everybody saw how close we all really were.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, a couple of scouts told Drew. I remember that that we had the best energy of any group, and that's mm-hmm. just. We You know, no one even told us, hey, cheer for each other. That's just how we were. We wanted mm-hmm. to see each other do do well, and we would watch each other work out in the city when no one was there and just help rebound for each other. I remember, you know, Tyson or Will or Ron would rebound for two of us one day if we didn't have an extra rebounder and just, like, do stuff that they didn't have to when they were done for the day. They would stick around, and that's just how it was. We would, you know, work out for six hours together, and then we'd hang out at night. We'd get food or, you know, go down the street and get a pizza or whatever it was. It was you know, go shopping together on the weekend. It was it was as close of a group as I've been a part of. And, you know, we were together for three months. So I think yeah. that just speaks volumes to it. And, you know, if you're going to do something like that, you have to be close with the guys. You have to have yeah. a great group, which we did. And, you know, I loved the different personalities that in our group, just, you know, high energy, goofy little goofiness but also when it was time to work we you know we would get to work and Mm -hmm, you know i love mm -hmm. those guys and i know i'm looking forward to seeing them down the road and hopefully more off off seasons we can do similar Uh, things we
1: have yeah we're gonna get the band back together again we we have to at least for (laughs) one off season we gotta get it dude it was so fun and like brandon you weren't you were there for a for a short period of time but the energy the workouts the laughter um and you know, then going down to Chicago, really seeing how close we really were, you know, together. It it was uh for me it was one of my best experiences doing
3: a pre-draft um with a group of guys. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. I mean, that was only my uh my second go around. I did NFL, then did NBA. But for me, I mean, not you guys accepting me the way that you did and you know, being coherent and responding to my coaching really elevated my level of coaching. I mean, everybody could see it when I came back uh, here and, you know, I had a lot of clientele here as well. And I just think my my level really rose after that. Cause like I saw a lot more confidence in myself. Yeah. And I remember talking to my pops before I went out there and I was just like, man, this is a big deal. I was like, you sure? He's like, no, you got it, yeah. you know, and that was really, really a big test for me. So. Um, no, I really appreciate that. And
1: for me, being a father, kind of like your dad, buddy, you know, I wanted to help push Deontay to get to that next level of a performance coach, right? And I and I and I was concerned too one, two things he was in New York, never been to New York by himself, and working and and another one was working with you guys and being around the same age. So uh, I had to put a lot of trust into that, but then you know watching when I came that second week watching what he was doing and the respect that you guys just had and you gave him instantly I was like we got a good group of guys we're about to get a lot of work in we're going to get a lot of things done
2: yeah I mean and credit to Deontay you know first you could easily look at him like oh you know he's kind of helping out just watching us and you know you're going to set the tone but you know once he got to run some workouts and lifts and stuff like that you know he took control as well as as you did really and just kind Mm of set the tone and watched us and really you know did a great job so I think right away uh like I said earlier we got got respect for him you know as much as you and would would do any do go just as hard in any workout with him than with you and uh, I think that balance was great and also just your guys willingness to say okay you know you've had a tough couple of weeks of travel or something let's do you know some light stuff today so that was really helpful but I think you know that was that was probably the best um, my body's felt just overall as an athlete I was moving so well and you know my strength got even even stronger and and was just felt like I was improved so much as an athlete and thank you like it was it was a great experience I I look forward to it every day. And I and really enjoyed working with you guys, which you. is probably the most important thing. I think if you see someone every day for three months, you got to enjoy them being around them and then doing their workouts also. So mm-hmm. I think those were both, you know, a plus. So I really credit you guys for that and just getting my body right. Yeah, Thank I got you. a couple
3: of videos of you dunking, too. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. I was getting, it was, I was, it was the one line. hand flush. It was it was clean, though.
2: No, yeah, y'all got me right. I was I was not doing that before, so I, y'all got me right.
1: So now let's speed up. You're a professional athlete for the Detroit Pistons. Is being a professional athlete everything that you thought it would be?
2: Man, yeah it's it's a uh, it's a different lifestyle. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, personally, I never thought about being a professional athlete. I just wanted to play at Syracuse. That was always my biggest goal growing up was to get to Syracuse and make it work, and you know. Me and my dad were laughing because, you know, four years ago, we were like, all right, play here, be a role player, see what happens. And then try to get a job after that and basketball or whatever it may be. And now, you know, I have a chance to keep playing, playing the best league in the world. And uh, it's, it's just been an amazing experience. So I'm just thankful every day that I get to be there, be at the around the facility see guys like Steph Curry in in L.A. at open runs, Trey Young uh, be around some of the best players in the world and guys I looked up to. So I think it's been everything. And then some just how amazing the league is, uh, you know, being around some of the best players, uh, Cade Cunningham that we have, Jaden Ivey, some guys I know, Isaiah Stewart, who I played in high school, is a good friend of mine. Uh, it's, it's really cool, but you, you have a lot of time on your own now. It's, it's basketball. And then, all right, you got eight, nine hours, try to figure out some things to do. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of off on my own now and not at home. I've been at home my whole life. So it's, it's a whole change, but you know, can't complain if you wake up and get to play basketball every day for a living, it's, it's pretty nice.
3: So what the professional life now, buddy? I mean, you said you got all that time in your hands. So are you picking up any new hobbies, um, exploring the city, you know, Um, new business ventures hanging out just hanging out with teammates laying low like what what does that look like for you now
2: yeah uh, definitely just recently gonna looking for apartments I'm gonna move in when I get back and then probably go to some Lions games Uh, go to I've already been to three or four Detroit Tigers games Uh, you know hoping the Lions will be a little better this year Uh, I've been watching hard knocks a little kind of getting excited for that but uh yeah, I mean, that's five minutes from my building. Uh, there's some good restaurants. I'm a big food food guy, so trying different restaurants, stuff like that. And then I'll hang out with the guys, get extra work in with them. Uh, it's a young group, so it, it really works well. Everyone kind of, you know, is open to doing things together and uh, going out to dinner, whatever it may be. But also just getting an extra work, maybe, you know, trying to get into reading, something like that that I could kill some time with and also be productive so we we need that kinda...
3: jersey for the wall too
2: yeah 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 yeah. i got buddy Buckus jersey i got you guys for all right sure.
3: buddy well i got one more question i gotta get ready to head out here um to go grab my girl but all right so football season is coming up you already know what i'm gonna ask <laughs> who you got this year
2: Man, I'm a, I'm a Tom Brady guy, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I, I love Tom Brady. i yeah, always been a Tom Brady guy. I got to meet him my sophomore year. He came to one of our games in the Dome. I played really well. Uh, he told me after the game he liked watching me play. So that's that's my all-time favorite. Him and Kobe are my two favorite athletes ever. And, you know, I think he's going to have about another big year. Julio Jones is there. Uh, I think they'll be good. Leonard Fournette, I love Leonard. Uh, I'm going to go with, with uh, Tampa Bay
3: tampa bay all right i can't i gotta respect that gotta respect yeah. that. are we gonna put a fishing trip on this buddy
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm good with that I, I love fishing so we'll we'll find a place find hey, we a
1: a time and we see you a few times this, time this year you on. know you're we in detroit
3: that. so
1: ah uh, man you know for it's, me i gotta go back i'm going back with the rams man really yeah
2: Stafford They said Stafford's elbow Is messed up a little So we gotta yeah, see be how hired. that is he, he Give him a little cortisone <laughs>
1: shot he'll, he'll get something done to it You know uh, They put a little Bengay On that thing And He's gonna call you there. guys
2: He's gonna call you guys up and, and help Yeah he need to call He needs to call me He does <laughs> yeah, yeah You know
3: what to do I'm going with uh, Flock Nation So I got I got Baltimore Okay I think, yeah, I think Lamar team, He's gonna yeah. bounce back We got a healthy team We had nine guys injured Last year so no, nah, that's they, true got a half a receiver over there, but
0: (laughs) hey, hey, don't worry about that. That's That's why we got an MVP quarterback. We're good. Down bad in receivers. Awesome. Well, buddy, thank you so much, man. It's uh, been fun to talk about what it's like growing up at Bayheim and kind of how, you know, you had to overcome your own challenges, which are very unique to you and kind of your family situation. And uh, it's just good to kind of see the energy between you guys again and um yeah, I mean, yeah, Detroit's the the next chapter. I think we're all excited to see how it goes.
2: Yeah, appreciate you guys. All, we'll be the
0: see
1: this year. We're coming to a game.
2: Yeah, come yes, to a game, please. You know, we come will up, be come up whenever. I'll have tickets ready for you guys. They'll got be you. up in
0: the corner.
1: <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the floor. You know me, buddy. I like being close. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to have to res- reser- uh, yeah, reserve give your coaches you a head out. up. Like, listen, he's a little different. I don't know <laughs>
1: if you can
0: trust him, courtside. Totally. <laughs> I'm talk to the GM. <laughs>
1: yeah. You got to talk to him. Like, he's a little different. He's, yeah, just go with it. Go with it for a few hours.
0: First time in the bright lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, acting different. It will be good. Obviously the the D Jordan clan will be out there supporting you big time. But anyways, everyone go follow him. We'll put Buddy's uh uh socials in the in the description. Go follow, him. make sure, give him a shout out if you enjoy the story. The biggest thing is share it with someone if you think a story can help them kind of overcome the challenges they have. But again, uh Deontay, good to have you on this one. I know you'll be popping it out this season, so uh bring in the, the energy uh with, with buddies. So and good.
1: youthfulness
0: yeah for sure that 23 and a half year oldness but anyways he's got dates we better wrap this one up but anyways i hope you enjoyed it uh share this with a friend we're gonna be back with more athlete stories uh coming at you so uh until next time take care